Hello, ladies and... <laughs> Anybody? Don't worry about it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. What's up, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, and welcome to our final special episode of March Interview Madness, um, an episode that we have been very much looking forward to, a man who doesn't get enough room in the spotlight, so we're going to shine a spotlight on him, finally. It's Brandon Perez, a.k.a. Louis V. Titan, as you know him as. He is the technical director and freelance esports producer at LVT Productions. It's his own fucking thing. Brandon, <laughs> Louie, how the fuck are you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm doing good. It's a, it's a great evening. I'm happy to be uh, talking to you guys. I'm a big fan. I don't travel oh, as much you. as I used to, but I definitely used to listen to your episodes every time I would travel to Houston or Austin. Uh, so as of late, I haven't been able to, to listen as much, but I'm uh, definitely a huge fan of what you guys are doing. I think you guys kind of paved the way for a couple other prod- podcasts to, to start, you know? Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much. That, that truly means a shit ton. Like it can't, <laughs> wow. That really does mean a lot. Um, and you know what though, you've also paved the way for a lot of other things that are taking place and you guys have just fucking skyrocketed is the way that I look at it. Um, so to kick things off wait, uh, because your name's Brandon, where did the name of Louis V. Titan come from? Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, it wasn't always my gamer tag. Uh, it wasn't always the name that I went by in esports. I used to go by the name of Innocence back when I was in high school, when I used to like try to compete, uh, which, by the way, I did make it to one event. <laughs> but uh, we can talk about that maybe in a little bit. But uh, I used to go by Innocence. Uh, I kind of grew out of it. You know, I, I knew I needed something new. Uh, when I came up with a name, I was playing a lot of destiny and titanfall yeah and so uh you know i i had a titan in destiny i was playing titanfall the first titanfall in my opinion was a pretty damn good game and so uh i would i was uh you know throwing around a, a couple of different names uh it, it started as uh louis the titan which l-o-u-i-s-v-u-i-t-t-i-t-a-n it was a mouthful nobody could like look at it and and like say it out loud and so i ended up changing it to louis v titan um which has worked better i would say uh but yeah the, the only good thing about the first spelling of it was that people could look at it and know that immediately it was a play on words with the brand uh which was exactly what i was going for uh, the reasoning behind I, uh, me choosing that brand is because i felt like what i was doing and, and it, at the time i was uh, focusing on in, you know video production and stuff like that uh, but i always knew that that you know, everything that I was creating kind of just came from the mind and I would try to do my best to take, you know, what was in my head, put it on paper and then, you know, make it a reality. And so I always felt like it was some sort of like graphic design side of, you know, sort of thing. And so uh, Louis V. Titan, that's 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 where I ended up sticking. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the Louis Vuitton because I was going to ask that, but I had I just assumed I'm like, that sounds so much like the the lifestyle brand i'm like that has to be yeah. fucking associated with it so i'm absolutely. glad i was right <laughs> yeah absolutely it's, yeah it was intentional it was it's just uh it was about design and so it, you know that was kind of my realm uh i knew you know after my first event that i would never be back to compete again <laughs> so uh yeah it, you know I, I was i i accepted it i moved on and and i and i think i i, I found where i, I belong you know <laughs> that's awesome um so outside of the production uh i the gaming realm, I guess you could say, what hobbies do you have? Boy, right now it's just, you know, running the business and, and, you know, spending time with my family. Uh, I have a beautiful wife. Her name's Lauren. 
Uh, I have a, a dog named Gatsby. He's a golden retriever, also a beautiful dog. He's, you know, the best. Uh, and then in my immediate family, you know, just uh, my wife's my wife's family, the in-laws, uh, you know, we all like to mingle, go out, take trips, do stuff like that. That's kind of my hobby right now because creating things has always been my hobby and that's my job now. So my hobby is my job. <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought I saw a tweet a while ago about your wife getting her MBA. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. She, so, she graduated uh, spring last year. Awesome. And so it's about to be a full year. Hell yeah. And so yeah, she's got her master's uh, uh, in business administration. So uh, yeah, we haven't quite teamed up yet because she's seeing uh, immense success in her career right now. And, you know, she's just consistently getting promoted and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. They they love her. And I 100% relate because she's a winner. <laughs> so like, awesome. uh, you know, awesome. about every man, there's a strong woman and, and there's absolutely no exception here. Well, if, if she's listening, <laughs> congratulations, great job. Keep killing it. And you, 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 you hit it perfectly on the head. There, um, yeah, absolutely super thankful for uh and you know it's everything from support to all that you know it's very important especially for someone like me uh trying to start a business uh you know having people there that believe in you is 100 percent key and so uh, i couldn't be more thankful for the people that i have in my life hell yeah um you you you're too nice louis <laughs> just way too nice um which is great like that's fantastic so how have you been dealing with covid for the past year because that's been a disaster it's been a thing huh yeah you know it so my wife works from home and up until i would say a month ago i was uh working in the news business and in the news business the news never stops right and so for me nothing changed uh every day i had to go into work um protocols change here and there but for me you know daily life really didn't change for me i would go to work come home game spend some time with the family like uh or some iteration of that and so uh things didn't change too much for me but i will say that uh it it you know covid has definitely taken its toll on, on my family and i and i think i feel like it's taken a toll on everybody's you know mental in general but uh yeah you know i did lose my grandma to uh to covid-19 uh, that was, it was hard for me. She was basically, she was the last grandparent that I have. And she was the one that was, cl I was closest to, uh, she passed away last year, uh, unfortunately, but, um, it, it really did kind of open my eyes. I always took it seriously, right? Cause in the news business, we definitely always know that, you know, how things need to be portrayed in the public. Uh, and you know, for us in the news business, it always seemed like, you know, you know, a lot of people here in Texas don't take it too seriously, especially where I live. Uh, I live in College Station, Bryan College Station. It's the home of Texas A&M. Uh, and so it, it's it's very conservative. And and sometimes the conservative point of view is it's it's uh, not always in favor of, you know, taking coronavirus too seriously. Right. And so we, we take everything that we did seriously when I was working in the news business. And it definitely... Uh, it opened my eyes and then, you know, losing my grandmother to it was definitely tough, but, um, you know, she was, she was a wonderful lady. She, she had a great life. Um, uh, I'll say it, I, I'm her favorite grandson, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it was, it was, it was tough, yeah. but you know, yeah. I, we, we just deal with it on a daily basis. I'm, I'm ready for things to get back going. I feel like we're on the horizon, right? Like, I feel like maybe by the end of this year, we could see lands again. And then hopefully in 2022, we see some halo infinite lands, you know, 
I don't know what the plan is, but I, I'm excited for it. You know, events are amazing for esports. Uh, it, it's amazing to build friends and all that, and you know, social mingling with people and actually getting to know what people know people other than you know, camera to camera remotely. Um, I'm excited for it, and so yeah, that, that's how I've been taking coronavirus. I, I never caught it, thankfully. Uh, haven't been vaccinated yet, uh, but you know, the the news basically is that anybody over 18 now is eligible. So I just right. need to get in line. <laughs> No, I looked up, uh, well, first off, our condolences to your grandmother. That that's terrible. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are doing okay. Uh, that's, I just, I couldn't imagine that that's not, that's not fun. Um, and then in terms of the vaccinations that's going on, I actually just, my wife works in the field and I just looked up, uh, because I heard like you heard people over a certain age are now just eligible. I'm like, well, I wonder what appointments are available. I'm like, no, no one, no one around has appointments available. So that's, it is what yeah. it is. More, I'm sure they're a hot commodity right now. Like, you know, a just, a, just a little bit, oh, yeah. you know, like, a, like, a, like an RTX 3000 series graphics card. You just can't get your hands out of it. That's all it is. Oh yeah, dude. Trust <laughs> me. I, I know the story, bro. <laughs> um, so are I don't want to ask if you can't provide um, further information or you don't want to provide further information, but like, was it a local news network that you worked for or anything in that realm? Yeah. So my last job, yeah, I, I definitely worked as a CBS affiliate. Uh, it was for KBTX. Uh, they were, they're, they're based here out of Bryan College Station, uh, their top 100 market uh, wow. in the nation. So it's, it's a pretty respectable a uh, new station and uh it's the second new station I worked for. I started in the news business business in 2013 and so um I had a job offer to come to this uh new station KBTX. Uh, paid better, they offered moving expenses. Um I was in the middle of school for TV radio. Uh and I stopped uh school to 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 come take that job because I felt like it was the right step for for us as a family. Um, we wanted to get out of our hometown. The the new station that I worked for priorly uh, was KTRI TV, and they were a they were an ABC affiliate. And so um, I, I've I've gotten to you know rub elbows with people in the network uh, here and there, and I've learned I learned my craft. I, I I you know sharpened my skills there in the news business. I couldn't be more thankful, and I met a ton of great people, uh, a lot of great talent. Uh, I would love to like you know, wrangle some of them and pull them into esports because there's a ton of excellent professionals that I have met that, you know, they just have, you know, the best look on life in general and, and they know how to handle, you know, anything on air and roll with the punches. And, you know, we kind of come from, from the same background. So I think, you know, in the future, I love, you know, building up talent and like, you know, getting people up to the speed and, you know, you know, offering them as mo as a professional environment as possible that I can handle. Um, but I just can't wait until the day that I can, you know, continue to do that, uh, on a bigger scale, I would say. Do you have any one of them like on, I mean, this is going to be old technology for all the youngins that are listening, but like, do you have anybody of on, <laughs> on speed dial ready to go for like, <laughs> you have, you have a big esports gig lined up. You're like, I got the perfect fucking person for this. I've got a couple of people in mind, some great producers uh, and some and talent. Uh, it's a little more hit and miss because talent has to know what they're talking about. Right? Sure. I, I would never put somebody in a position where they wouldn't know 
what they were doing right and uh for instance if, if i put somebody on camera for halo and they just never seen halo in their life i would never do that so uh you know i i've gotten to as a director in the news business i i got to meet a ton of great directors that and by the way you know if if you're if you love gaming right mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out a career you should seriously consider uh looking into your local news station because uh me i grew up as a director not grew up I my career was directing in the news business, so you'll never see me on camera or anything like that. Just like I do in, in most of the shows we do now, um, you're you're punching the buttons. You're responsible for what goes out on TV, and uh, you know a lot of what the job entails is, is uh, making decisions fast, and you know hitting the right buttons based on those decisions. And so, I'm very on board with you know gamers are made to be directors. Honestly, uh, if you if you're young right and you don't know what to get into and you love gaming. I, I would uh, encourage people to look into going into directing in the news business because one, other directors, almost every single other director that I've met are just as passionate passionate about gaming, if not more, but oh. just in their own little world, right? Like I, I've met directors that love like World of Warcraft. I've met directors that love Call of Duty. I've met directors that do nothing but play FIFA. And we're all gamers. And yeah. honestly, it's like, it's, it's very interesting because uh, it's like, you don't think of it like this, but gaming has trained you to make split decisions like on a whim right and and really take everything into a, a account and and decide what works best and and make a decision right and so that's i mean that is one of the biggest responsibilities as a director that's awesome so give me give me the inside scoop here so like with your previous day-to-day job right with the directing within the news network um is it over dramatized when like you're watching a television show that has a news broadcast, like a, a drama or whatever. And you have the people with the, with the headphones on that are saying, cut to camera, whatever, cut to camera, whatever. And you have all that stuff. Is that exactly how things go down or is that just an over dramatization of it? It varies. It, 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 it depends on studio size. Right. And so the, the, I've been lucky enough to work in two news stations that are, uh, you know, top 100 in the nation, which is, um, basically larger than, you know, your average, but not like the biggest, I'm not talking like Dallas, like a top 10 network or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I've been in the, I've been, you know, in, in studios where, uh, you know, producers are very hands-on. Um, and, and by the way, the terminology is a little different whenever you think about it in esports. but, uh, like me, I was a director. Some people call it a technical director. Some studios, there's a director and a technical director. So technical director would be the one pressing buttons and a director would be telling the technical director more or less where to go and they're just always on the same page and both are probably capable of doing both jobs right but uh in the studios that i've worked in uh producers kind of take on that role as a sort of uh producer slash director where uh they're responsible for writing the scripts you know finding the stories figuring out what they want the talent to say uh deciding what kind of statistics they want on full pages and stuff like that and then uh, working with the technical director or director to make it a reality and make it tv and so it it really varies right but uh 100 i would say uh you know what i do in, in both stations is i'm that person that's calling the shots like camera two i need you to get a two shot or a single shot or get ready to do your boom truck zoom, like all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, Queuing audio operators, uh, telling Chiron or the character generator operator, like what they need to do. And then being on the same page and communicating very quickly with the producer to make sure uh, what is happening on TV is what's happening in their head, what's supposed to be happening. Right. 
Awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 uh, I wouldn't say it's over dramatized. Uh, I would say it's very similar, right? And then the great thing about news, uh, this is the one thing I'm going to miss about news, other than helping people and informing people. Uh, the one thing I am going to miss is that news changes, uh, and it's it's sometimes there's breaking news, right? You know. It, it's it's not like your typical job where everything is, is is super repetitive. Yes, it is repetitive. There's always going to be that newscast at five, six, and ten, but uh, you know the context of the newscast always changes and it varies, right? I live here in College Station, and one of the biggest news days that we had while I lived here uh, was when uh, George Bush passed away, right? The you know older George Bush, yeah. uh, the the president that served for one term, and the reason it's it's relevant here locally is because. Uh, he was to be buried here in the city. And so ABC, NBC, CBS flew here overnight, right? And we were on it. Like the moment that we were, we are always aware, right? When somebody that that's a, of that caliber is going to be uh, in a position where they might, something might happen, right? So like the moment George Bush goes to the hospital, we knew, right? And so we were just kind of waiting for weeks, um, like is his health like went up it went down you know it, it, it that sort of thing um and so the the moment it happened it's funny it was a friday night um my shift would typically end at 11 p.m right it was probably 11 58 and we're about to clock out walk out the door and we get a phone call it and happened. uh my one of my other directors he was just like we're not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> we were there all night you know wow. live on tv uh just just to report the news and kind of honor his legacy. Right. And so yeah. what a lot of what I was doing there, um, I was punching it while it was happening live. And then we were also at the same time on the fly, making content, putting it in the monitor wall, sliding in pictures, putting in videos, doing all that, trying to make it as, as interesting and, and as good as possible in real time. And uh, so it, that was a very interesting experience. Uh, but yeah, news is always changing. And so that's what I love. And that's what I loved about it. Uh, and that's kind of what I like about esports, right? Is esports changes, the storyline changes, right? And and it's very similar. And so that's the one thing I'm going to miss, miss about news is, you know, just about how it, you never really knew what was going to happen, right? And it was always your responsibility, no matter what happened, to be ready to roll with the punches. That, thank you for diving deeper into that because it's, it's something yeah. that, I mean, we're, depending upon the, the occupation that someone might have, right? You feel closed off from the rest of it. So you just don't get that behind the scenes look into how things take place. And, and I'm yeah. just so used to watching like the newsroom on HBO or something <laughs> like that, where everything just seems like it's larger than life, but getting mm -hmm. that inside knowledge is to be like, no, things can actually happen like that. And you have to be on top of it hundred yeah. percent of the time. Like that's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can say that I've never personally seen the newsroom on HBO, but I've heard other talent and, and, and people in the news business talk about it. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's spot on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You should watch it. It's yeah. fantastic. It's I hear, fantastic. Yeah, I hear it's really good. <laughs> um, if the first, if the first 10 minutes of that show don't have you hooked, then it's not going to be for you, but man, that, oh, it's fantastic. Um, I'm sure I'll be hooked. <laughs> hell yeah. So, okay. I, <laughs> I did a little dig here. Okay. All right. To find this. And during one of your live streams a long time ago, um, I don't know if it's still there, okay? Because I don't know if the room has changed. It may have. But you had a Bob's Burgers poster <laughs> sitting on the back of your wall. Will, my wonderful co-host and producer, he his wife loves Bob's Burgers. So I have to ask you, Louie, um, 
I have yet to sit through like three episodes of the show. So what makes Bob's Burgers special and why should I watch it? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I like their openness to address things that, you know, that are weird, right? There's there, one example, right? There's an episode where, oh gosh, I, I, I'm talking off the top of my head. Like they go to a beach, it's a nude beach. And like, they have to like, there's some sort of wrestling scene and all that. And I'm, I'm just thinking like, man, as a cartoonist or an illustrator or whatever, you know, that's pretty ballsy to like get to dive into that and to do that and to do it in a way that's tasteful enough for it to get the ratings that it does. Right. Or not the ratings, but the PG rating that right, it, that it right. has. Right. And so I love that, you know, they're, they're very straightforward. It, it's a, it's a funny family too. Right. Like there's a, there's a lot of, uh, reality to it right where you know like tina for instance she's she's a girl but she's like kind of you know out there where she has different you know values than let's say her little sister i think it's Luis. I, i'm not 100 percent sure on, on names i'm terrible with names <laughs> but uh i i just like that and on top of that it's funny right and so i i feel for for the dad right like the dad he's just kind of struggling to run his business and keep control of his family like to me it's very relatable and uh, it's 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 pretty funny in my opinion. I I've seen. I don't watch it religiously, but uh, whenever you are when as a director, if you are, if you were ever to try to be a director, uh, part of the job is to be in charge of like the syndicated syndicated programming, and so uh, we pull the shows before they air and we watch them, and make sure that there's nothing wrong with them. And so like, it was one of my favorites. <laughs> is that kind of like a uh, when a movie theater would get a like a reel of a film and they, ha I think you have to, well, I mean, they'd splice things together, but don't you have to watch that through to make sure that everything's good too? Like I, I'm not yeah. entirely certain, but I would assume so. Uh, I have friends that worked in the movie theater, but, and I worked in the movie theater when I, when I was growing <laughs> up very briefly, uh, but I never got to see what goes on, like with the film and all that. But I'm hundred percent sure that, you know, they spent a lot of money to buy those films to, right. to air them. Oh, and yeah. so I'm sh absolutely sure that they would, uh, go and, and QC check them, quality check them, so just to make sure that there's nothing wrong with it, right? And if there is, you know, what do we do? Because we're supposed to be airing it tomorrow. <laughs> like, right. uh, and so, uh, yeah, I, I've had um, one, one cool thing uh, when I did work in the news business in Corpus Christi is uh, we got to see Anchorman 2. Maybe I shouldn't say this on TV. <laughs> no, but uh, we're not we on TV before it was officially aired. Right. We be, we basically got as a new station. They let us come watch it early. And it was like also like doubled as a QC check. Right. And so it was a really cool experience. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that absolutely happens in, in, in theater in the theater world. Did you enjoy Anchorman, too? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, see <laughs> it, it's uh, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> He's a character, right? And and I think he even still plays that character in a podcast, which is amazing. But, uh, you know, the, it's it's a very it's it's a cool show, right? It serves a purpose. Yeah. It, it kind of calls out the media for some of the bullshit that they do do, right? Like, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, right? I think the whole premise. I, I'm not sure if it was Anchorman two or or the one after that, but like, it was a challenge. They had to pull ratings, get somebody that was better, and what they ended up finding out was like, you know, following that kind of gritty news was was a hit right and it actually helped them win their little debacle that they were in but uh, uh it's very interesting right uh you know media it's a very interesting thing uh i don't know if, it, if you guys have ever seen on netflix media uh, trial by media but uh it's an excellent made documentary about some real events that did happen uh where arguably 
the media made a difference in the outcome of the case. And so um, it is responsibility of people that are in control of what is going on TV um, to kind of keep that in mind. Right. And so that's why, uh, you know, sometimes there's positions that are very important. Like I was a director uh, in, in production terms, but it, on the news side and the talent, right. There's a news director um, who's basically like the boss. They're basically under the general manager of the whole company. And uh, you know, it's their job to make sure that what they're doing is ethical. And if they are going to be, you know, riding the line, you know, it's that person who it comes down on to uh, be sure that they do it well and, and, and do it right. Uh, and so it's, it's something very important. Um, and that's something that we take into an account, uh, into account when we do live events too. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to segue into this, but, uh, the whole Zim thing that happened this past weekend, right. Or yeah. maybe it was two weekends ago now. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting, right. Uh, I did my best as, as the person kind of in charge of the broadcast to just, you know, I, I was, I, I advised the talent, you know, don't lean one way or the other. What we're going to do is, you know, and we had this debate while it was happening live, right, during the middle of these matches in our Discord. Um, and it's kind of like, hey, the, you know, the, the chat wants to see this. We already know this player was, was uh, checked by Martin, um, at, at least being an eligible player, right? Yes. Uh, now, Martin's not sitting there watching the, the player play, right? And, and to my knowledge, he was trying to get live footage of him playing, but they couldn't supply live footage, right? And so what we, the, the way I made that decision was, we know that the player is eligible at the very least. Um, all we can do is kind of show the gameplay and let people decide for themselves. Um, and that that's kind of the key. And it's kind of the same concept that I learned from the news business, right? Is that the best thing you can do is kind of just pre present people with the facts, right? And so what, what I did is we leaned into it to the point where we showed his gameplay maybe a little more than we would have if it was just a normal player or people didn't weren't you know skeptical. But... Um, my stance was that I just simply wanted to show more gameplay that way people can make their own decision, right? Uh, it's not up to us. We, we don't, we're not organizing the tournament. We're just doing a broadcast and, and to take it even further, we're just doing a watch party of, of the tournament that we in reality have, have more or less nothing to do with. Right. right. Uh, other than having the good grace from HCS and then being in, con in, in conjunction with Martin to get into lobbies, to communicate with players They're like, Hey, they want to broadcast your match you know, invite so-and-so to the lobby so he can observe. Um, other than that, we don't take part in running the tournament. And so it was really just the the way that I made that decision, it was just based off of, um, you know, presenting the facts and let people uh, make the decision on their own. And so I still look at the footage and I feel like there's, there's not a clear answer. Is it a yes or a no? Or I see the the video that he posted on YouTube as well, right, of him playing after the fact. And, you know, arguably it looks different, but arguably there's, proof right there right that he played that game with controller now do we know that he played with a mouse and keyboard in other games we can't we we can't know that for sure and so uh, i believe the decision ended up you know kcp no elevate excuse me not kcp elevate ended up forfeiting right before a decision had to be made uh which i think uh, on their end is the right call uh but i i do want to challenge like the you know the players on that team that are continuously working with these new people uh I feel like as, as somebody there has to be the leader, right? And somebody has to be aware. And I kind of feel like that if you're in that leadership position, you have to uh, take responsibility of what's happening, right? And if you know something like that is happening, um, do the right thing, right? Don't play with a Smurf or don't play with somebody that's ineligible, right? You're here to, comp to compete on, on good terms and 
anything that happens, honestly, it, it reflects on the org too. It's not just you and it's not just your teammates, right? I'm I'm I don't know this for sure, right? But I'm sure that Elevate doesn't know anything about what was happening, right? Other than the fact, oh, maybe we found a fourth. This is who's gonna play with us, right? Well, there has to be a team leader there somewhere, or maybe they need to hire a team manager to like manage these players, right? Because somebody I feel like somebody needs to step up in the leadership role on that team. And it needs to be done fast. Otherwise, I find that the players need to be held accountable, uh, whether or they're, they're playing legitimately or not, right? That, that's kind of two strikes in my eyes. I don't, this last one, I can't tell, but I know that they got DQ'd the week before that for playing with a Smurf that wasn't eligible. So I don't think that looks good on the community in general. And in my opinion, I think the players need to do better. So you, I don't need to go in further on this because we kind of already did on the show, but you're spot on. And and Will mentioned yep. last week as well that uh, Elevate probably didn't have any idea what was going on in terms of yep. this. Um, I agree that full responsibility should be taken because what's the point of competitive integrity if you don't do that? Um, and then <clears throat> you, you also mentioned that Elevate uh, forfeited. They did. Um, you are correct in that. And then I, Martin also reached out and said, um, now, I fuck it. He said that they've officially been DQ'd at this point. So while they did originally forfeit, yes, that is true. Uh, they have now apparently been officially DQ'd as well. So they're not going to be in the pro tournament. That's going to be taking place this weekend. Um, which is good. I mean, it's, I think it's the right decision. It is. I, I agree. And you mentioned it too, is that we don't now maybe they have something else. Face it is what I'm mentioning because we didn't have proof, right? We, we couldn't, absolutely 100% solidify that this is exactly what happened. We could just assume, and it looked like something's fishy going on here, but uh, hopefully they have more information, but either way it's taken care of and hopefully we can just move on. Um, yeah, uh, I agree. And, and I would say that there's nobody better we could trust with the tournament than Martin. And so whatever yes. decision Martin really comes down to uh, wholeheartedly, I believe is the right decision. Absolutely. Kudos to Martin. Um, and then the last, the last standard question I have here, because I mean, you've already segued into other things, but I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. back things up. So I'm sorry. Um, did you have to deal with that massive snowstorm that happened in Texas? Oh dear Lord. Oh man. That was a nightmare. <laughs> I'd love to hear your perspective insane, on that man. shit. I still worked in, uh, at KBTX while that was happening. Okay. And so, um, at the time I was working the morning shift. Uh, which is 3 a.m. to 11 a.m., uh, which arguably during the ice storm was the most important because uh, we were dealing with, obviously, uh, historic cold, right? It was consistent rain, sleet, snow, freezing temperatures just over and over and over. And so the danger really came, became uh, driving in the morning after the night had passed, right? Um and specifically for me, man, driving to work, there was there were there were two days where I, where I kind of spun out, and I, I live like two miles, maybe even less than that, from the station, and there's no highway travel or anything like that. It's just a, like a turn and a turn, and then I turn in. <laughs> so uh, it was a very simple drive for me, um, but uh, it just it just goes to show, like to me, I think that you know news does play an important role in society. Uh, you know, informing people of what was happening and, you know, advising people not to be on the roads and to, you know, kind of count your blessings and, you know, don't go on the highway whenever there's 
sheets of ice on the highway. Like, yeah. you know, that's important. But, you know, personally, also here at home, uh, they were doing rolling blackouts. But in our case here where I live, uh, specifically our house, um, we lost power for an extended period of time for days at, a, uh, at one point oh, wow. because ice on a telephone pole or something like that caused us to lose power indefinitely right and so uh not we we ended up getting it back i would say friday and so i would say for about three or four days straight um i was chopping wood (laughs) trying to start a fire luckily we have a fireplace (laughs) like trying to stay warm uh the point when the power the power finally came back on we didn't have water because other homes like in the where had major water bursts uh, pipe bursts and so they shut off the water and so like i once the power came back on i spent hours collecting snow in, in a in a like in a trash can and then putting it in pots and pans and melting snow so we can flush the toilet like dude it was a nightmare wow. man it was it was a nightmare and then the grocery stores of course we were already in the pandemic and here in texas i don't know about you guys but like any any word of anything changing like this the shelves just clear yeah. And so days before this, this historic cold event happened, like the shelves were clear. And so like we went and, and we bought what we could and we still didn't really quite have enough. And like there came a time where driving t- conditions were okay. I think it was Saturday morning, right? This is like day five into this event. And we just wanted to go get like a breakfast taco. There was one place open. The line was all the way down like the highway. It was insane. Uh, but not something I ever want to go through again. It it was yeah. it's kind of the craziest thing, man. It was it was the kind of the craziest thing that I've ever encountered here in Texas, weather wise. And uh, we have some crazy weather. It, it's uh, it was it was historical, and and uh, I don't ever want to go through it again. <laughs> Did you? And we have a, a Beth uh, High Tech Redneck, one of the listeners of the show. She also had to go through some bullshit with that, and I just it's it's unbelievable. I mean, we're in Minnesota for Christ's sake, so we we deal with this all the time. As and so, it's just it's a constant thing here, and obviously we're used to it. But the fact that you're in a state that you've never had anything like this before, that is mind blowing. It's just yeah, we weren't prepared. Uh, as far as you know, I, I'm pretty sure what happened. Part of what happened was at one point you know, the, the, the Texas government decided to, uh, sort of privatize, uh, the electric grid. Right. So they separated from the United States yeah. virtually. Yep. And, uh, that prevented us from being able to borrow electricity. Cause anytime something like that happens anywhere in, in the U S usually they borrow electricity, mm-hmm. uh, from other places that have a surplus. Right. And, and there was a surplus in, in other parts of the nation. Uh, it was just, it just so happened to be that, you know, ERCOT wasn't, um, you know, in the position to borrow from other places that had the surplus. And so what they did, was they had to do rolling blackouts. And apparently they were like less than 10 minutes away from a meltdown, which would have resulted in Texas being without power for weeks, the entire state. Uh, so the rolling blackouts, they, it, it was a disaster in my opinion, you know, people died. I think they had the number. Uh, I think they figured out recently that it was, it was close to a hundred people that died in the cold from the temperatures and from not having, a warm place to stay inside their home. Right. And, um, I'm thankful that, that, you know, we, we have a fireplace. We had a friend that never lost water, uh, electricity. And so we, what, what ended up happening, um, we ended up going and, and staying with, with, with our friend for a couple, for two nights, um, on kind of the worst nights. Right. And, you know, other people didn't really have that luxury. Um, 
And so it's it's really sad to think of that that it got to that point, right? Where they had to do rolling blackouts and people some people like us, right, lost power because of some other reason, right? And it kind of like for for I would say for like 24 to 20 to like 36 hours, we thought it was like a rolling blackout. Well, we come to find out they're like, "No, you should be having power like rotationally." And we weren't getting in. So like if you're not if you haven't if your power has been out for an extended period of time, like you need to call the electric company and tell them like, Hey, we don't have power. Right. And so sure enough, uh, they ended up getting contacted for us, but like there's other people that they encountered counted the same thing. So, uh, it, we were fortunate. Others were less fortunate. Uh, and it, it's, it's, a, uh, it's really sad, right? To right. think that that would happen in Texas. That's crazy. But, uh, it was a historic event. Mind me asking, did you or anybody, you know, had to deal with the astronomic, uh, electricity bill? after the event took place us personally no um i've i heard stories before i left the news business about people locally that did right they they got their bill and it was like four thousand dollars for the month of that month um really what happened is uh, my electric company specifically uh they took the hit i think they paid 60 million for electricity that week Whereas they usually spend something like 20 something in a year right. or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They, they took the hit, uh, which was right. And, and I think that, you know, they're looking at the government to help them out of that. And I think the government, the local, the state government here is doing the right thing and helping them. Uh, I think a lot of the funds uh, for a natural disaster that got allocated for that event, it's probably going to go to electric companies to cover that. Good. Well, I, I mean, for what it's worth, I hope that you guys never have to deal with anything like that again. That's that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, oh my God. I just, like I said, in Minnesota, we, we deal with this thing all the time. It's, it's just winter. It's just whatever. And yeah. we can, we complain when it's like negative 20 degrees outside. But when, when you have an instance of that, where you just literally never had to deal with something <laughs> like that before in your life and it gets yeah. dumped upon you. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm so sorry. I, I'm glad that you, like I said, I'm glad that you guys are okay. Like I, I hope that this never happens again in that state and holy yeah. moly it's funny because one one of our clients of lvt productions is the uh minnesota rocker right and so i was in talks with them we were supposed to have like a cdl co-stream uh they ended up i think cdl canceled right because the majority of the call of duty players live in dallas and they play out of dallas or something like that i know that the rocker does uh, specifically right but everybody that i was talking to leadership you know the coo and the content manager they were like they're in Minnesota and they're like, Oh, it's snowing. That's cool. And, and then next thing you know, they're like, Hey, uh, our hair's pretty bad. Like our players, they're living off bread and beer. <laughs> oh I was just like, man, yeah, it was a, it was a nightmare. Um, but yeah. Was that, was that rocker event separate, um, from the Halloween spooktacular event or was that mm-hmm. that event? No, it was separate. Uh, okay. We've, we've done, we, we have, multiple productions lined up with different clients uh, in different esports. Okay. Uh, Halo is the only esport that we really work in right now uh, for free, I should say. Uh, I pay okay. people for Money Tuesday, but uh, uh, the coverage that we provide for uh, the watch party, it, it's just out of, uh, it's us uh, doing a service for the community, right? And um, uh, we've been super thankful, right? Uh, part of the reason that Money Tuesday it, uh, can continue, right, is our work with other clients. And so we we work with Minnesota Rocker. We work with Version 1 is their parent company. So right. we help them with Garl CS. We we did their Among Us Invitational. Um, we did 
Final Mouse uh, and their uh, Aim Gods event, the keynote that where they, uh, you know, released the news about their new mice, and then we ha- we held their two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar tournament immediately after with it featured Tfue, Booga, some of them. Yeah. I've also done uh, you know other work and other uh, one one of the the things that I got to check off my my checklist there was uh, you know doing an event that had Ninja in it and got to do a listen in and everything and hear his voice. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, man, this is like such a cool moment. Honestly, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, we've been blessed at LVT. Uh, we've had a lot of success uh, in, a, in a short amount of time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, it's very interesting, right? Because I can't say for sure where we're going to end up or what we're going to end up doing because we just have so many opportunities that are, that are kind of, uh, sought out right now just because i think the pandemic plays a part in it right uh, remote production is something that's sought out for right now and it's something that i can do very well with uh, with uh, the equipment that i have and so um you know we, we we broke into the scene uh and immediately people took notice of you know the professionalism that we carried and you know the experience that that kind of shows just with the work that we put out and so you know we've had leads kind of left and right it's really about us to, you know, figuring out what we want and what we want to do. Um, it's very interesting, right? Because, uh, you know, Rocker and, and version one, you know, they want to take things a little more seriously uh, as far as working w- with me individually. Um, but I kind of told them, you know, my, my heart lies in Halo and uh, I want to see this through at least until Infinite comes out. And if we have no place, then that's okay. Um, you know, and I will have no choice but to take other offers like that seriously. Um, but my my heart lies in Halo, um, and right now, you know that's our initiative. We want to see this community grow. We want to continue to help people, uh, you know, get the spotlight, get in the spotlight, you know, make a name for themselves. Uh, that's part of what Money Tuesday is for. I mean, of course, we have people like Bounty Renegade that are established and that just won't lose. But if you've paid <laughs> attention to any of the undercard events that we've had, you know, we 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 featured people like Command Station or Tapping Buttons. Uh, some people like that that you know that are that are very good right that's kind of the standard for money tuesday you have to be like like cream of the crop in my opinion uh and and it's really kind of up to 90 and 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 tools to to figure out the best sort of matches that we have but it is initiative of of mine specifically to kind of give people that shot to make them the name for themselves right and so like uh for instance vimsy we gave him a shot in a in a in a double match against command station and commonly, right? And Vimsy went off with the sniper rifle. And so we gave him a chance to work with Frosty and play against a better duo, right? And they ended up losing to Druck and Soul Snipe after choking 25, 24, three times in a row. But, uh, I love that. you know, I love uh, that that's, that's part of the thing that, that, that I have here. Like I, I, I built a grounds where I built a, you know, a kind of the grounds for us to bring in new talent, give them a shot to like kind of perfect their craft, you know, put a, provide a stage for, um, some some competitors that you know maybe they're not bound or renegade but they're close right and and maybe they're young or they're 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 just a step away maybe and so we, we kind of it's kind of it's been an initiative of mine to like you know give them that stage for them to succeed and know what it's like to play in something that's like high pressure and and uh you know done well and has people watching right and and, and it's kind of stuck uh money tuesday has been an interesting um development for us it was kind of the catalyst for us in the halo community for us to really um garner large viewership um it wasn't we were looking at the stats the other day because we've we've been doing the pro series since i think in october right and we were averaging like 10 viewers 12 viewers 13 viewers and then the first money tuesday came out and i think the first money tuesday averaged 300 and something viewers Mm -hmm. 
and ever since then, you know, our, our average viewership has just skyrocketed. And um, it's a testament to Money Tuesday, right? Uh, you know, LVT isn't the first uh, partners that I've tried to work with in, in the space. Uh, I used to try to work with Blam Gaming. Uh, things didn't quite work out, right? But that that idea, Money Tuesday, it's been in my mind for years now. And I've taken the time to curate it and to figure out what I want it to be and how I want it to look and feel. And what we're seeing these days is kind of the culmination of that idea and, and the years of thought that I've put into it. Um, yeah, so some people that I that I used to work with, um, you know, I brought up the idea of Money Tuesday, very specifically the same name and everything, and immediately shot down. And so it, it really came, it fell upon me to see it through, to, uh, to, to, you know, figure out what it is, what I want it to be. And then, you know, it, it was my strategic kind of plan uh, I'm very strategic whenever it comes to thinking and, and what I do with the business and, and, and how I move through esports, right? And, uh, you know, part of our success and all that is because of that. But, uh, you know, I, I really knew, right? I, I tried it out. Money to the first Money Tuesday uh, was in January of 2020, right? So a year and four, four months ago. Mm -hmm. That was the first Money Tuesday. It was a, it was a Halo Reach event and it was open, it was an open tournament. And, the team that ended up winning was a mouse and key. One player was mouse and keyboard and the other was controller and they beat a controller team. Um, and that was the first money Tuesday. Right. And uh, that had to be done in a weird way. Right. Because there was no observer mode for MCC. Um, and then the next one, right. We had Shyway versus Batchford. Uh, that was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I just kind of saw an opportunity and, and they, they bit at it. Right. And so like, I already had the idea of money Tuesday and they showed up to, to like hear about it. And and kind of get it all squared away, and they're like, "Whoa, this is like a real thing." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, man, I've been working on this, right?" And so that was in, I believe that was in April of 2020, right? So we're about a year ago. And then you know, I realized that uh, you know, doing it alone isn't the 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 answer because I was working solely by myself at that time. And so I what I knew is that I needed to find a team, a team that was going to stick, you know, people that knew what they were doing and knew and knew their roles and knew how to do it well. And it what you're seeing with LBT productions now is a culmination of that. Like the people that I've chosen to work with, it, it's not just on a whim. It's, you know, it's me vetting who's going to stick, who's going to stay and who's going to be around whenever, you know, we do have success, which we're kind of starting to see arguably. But um, you know, there was a time when, you know, the team that I'm working with now, we were getting 10 average viewers on a show. So like, I always preach to them, you know, like, don't worry about the numbers, you know, worry about what we're doing. Let's, let's, let's focus on what we're doing and let's make the best show possible. Let's put our heart into it and the people will come. Right. And, um, I'm just, so I'm thankful enough and, and blessed enough to be in the position where it seems like it's working. Right. And so I have been able to take a step away from the news business and focus on esports full time and, and, um, really our time to shine and to step up and, and grab as much as we can and, and uh, you know, take as advantage of, of all the, the options that we have, like the time is now. And so that's why I stepped away from the news business. Uh, I have a great team, Alex Irwin, Nighty Knight, of course, I've worked with him. The very esport, the very first esport production I ever did was with him. That was in 2018 in January. Uh, and since then, you know, I've, I've worked with him here and there, and he's always been, you know, there to help out. And I think that, you know, when he kind of realized my potential uh, to put on a great show, he started offering me some of these uh, network options that got me to where I am today. Right. So I'm super thankful for, for Nighty uh, for putting me in that position and getting my name out there. And then we have people like 
Taylor Farrako, uh, Mr. Snow, this man is a consulting like business genius. Like he has taken the LVT and made it into like a legit company. And I, I can't thank him enough for that. Right. He, he's got that organizational skill and that sort of thing that I, I, I was kind of missing, I would say. Um, I always had great ideas, right? They're in my in my head, right? And it's always been a struggle for me to get them and communicate it to other people if I'm not putting my hands on it directly. And Taylor 100% helps me do that on a daily basis. And then we have people like like Garrett O'Toole. He's a he's a production student or a film student. Um, he's in broadcasting school, basically. Um, <clears throat> A lot of a lot of what I went through uh, in school, he like he's going through it now, and so I kind of see him as like a an up and coming producer. But at the same time, man, the guy kills it on the microphone. Like I'm all, it's a daily struggle for me. Like for the longest time, I thought he was gonna be a, like my backup producer, but then like I heard him on the microphone, and I was like, no, nah, I need to give him every <laughs> chance that I can to prove himself, right? Because I feel like he was missing opportunities that he could have had and excelled at, and I saw other people, uh, you know getting those opportunities and doing well. And I was like, well, man, this guy, he's got it too. And so like, it's been an initiative of mine to like get Gary out there, get him exposed. He does his own work. He's got his own Spartan company and all that good stuff. And um, like, he was doing great on his own, but you know, the, the day that I heard him casting, uh, he, he stepped in, I was doing an FFA tournament on my own and I was casting it and he was like, Hey man, I can help you. And like, he came in and just killed it on the microphone. And ever yeah. since the day I was like, man, I've been, I was a fan. And it's kind of been an initiative of mine to get him involved. And so I'm super thankful to have him. And of course, we have a bunch of contractors that we work with in the LVT production discord to put on these events like the final mouse and the bigger events that we do. Uh, super thankful for them. There's a long list of people, honestly. But uh, it's it's those four, you know, me, Nighty, Taylor and Gary that are really behind the scenes in, in LVT productions. And, and, you know, we work together on a daily basis to figure out what we wanted to do, what we wanted to look like and, and how to best approach it and make sure that it gets executed as high as high, highly executed as possible. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking over and I'm guaranteed will was as well looking over the questions that we had for you. And you basically just like went through all of them, obviously, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. That's great. Um, <laughs> so I have to ask again, doing a little more digging before, uh, all access gaming. Mm -hmm. Did that become LVT or was that completely separate from this now? All access gaming. That was me, uh, alone. Um, that was, that sprouted from a time in my life where I knew that in the news business, um, my career was kind of stunted just by, uh, you know, the amount of money you can make as a director in the news business. It's, it's not a lot. Um, I knew that I wanted more. I knew that I had skill, right? Um, and I and and at the time, I saw other people doing esports productions, and I would watch them and I would rate them um, on my own personal scale. Uh, and and I, there wasn't a broadcast that I watched that I was super impressed with. Um, granted, I wasn't watching big broadcasts, right? I was watching okay. um, grassroots projects. I would say okay. uh, people like me, and so I and so all access studios. <laughs> all access gaming that was the first iteration of all access studios um yeah that was that was a culmination of me like being like listen like i want to do this and that was the very beginning of me you know kind of deciding to step into esports um and so it was a stand-in name at the time uh i knew that you know that it likely wouldn't end up like that i don't think many businesses start with a name and never change it 
Um, but uh, that was that was the the beginning of me, you know, stepping in as an esport producer. Um, it was an interesting time uh, because it was it was scary, right? Like I, what I was doing, it, I feel like there wasn't a good um, role model. At least I didn't know one, right? And so uh, I was just kind of doing what I thought would work, right? And so it started out with a head-to-head tournament. I don't know if you guys remember the head-to-head playlist that w- they released in Halo Five. Yeah. Uh, but that's what that was the very first tournament I ever put on. It was a head-to-head tournament, and it was cast by me and Nighty Knight. Uh, then we had a, we ended up having a second one. It was casted by Nighty Knight and Spaceman, which is a, he's like a CDL Rocket League yep. uh, talent now. But like I was super thankful to work with them. Uh, and it's funny, like the only reason I discovered Nighty in the first place is because on Facebook, uh, I just posted like, "Hey, I'm looking for a caster. Like you don't have to have any experience or anything. Like I can work with you. Just send me a reel or whatever." And Alex was the first one to reach out to me. Oh yeah. Um, and he and me and him have been working together more or less ever since. That's great. And yes, uh, I do remember the head to head playlist and the events that you put on as well. Uh, I saw the Facebook page from long ago. (laughs) I also saw like the the original graphics. (laughs) for. No, 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 no. It's that's the thing, though, is that you saw you saw an opportunity in the space to provide something that wasn't being provided before. Right. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. That's that's kind of one of the reasons why we started the podcast to begin with is because there were other HCS podcasts out there, but either they weren't consistent or like they just completely went away. I'm like, well, we can right. try to fill that void, right? It's the same thing with, well, what was all access gaming, all access studios, no LVT. And I also saw like the original graphics you had for the money Tuesday events and whatnot and how that's transitioned. It's just been, it's incredible seeing that journey happen and, and hearing how you found nighty night for the first time. It's like, it's, it's kind of funny how these things just happen, you know? Things happen for a reason, and it's just funny that he was the first person to reach out and look where you guys are now. Um, Absolutely. So this is from Beth Hightech Redneck, and she asks, before taking on LVT full-time, how did you manage to balance putting on such well-produced broadcasts while also working full-time? Ooh, yeah, that's a, it's an interesting question, right? Uh, first and foremost, I didn't do it alone, right? If, if anything that had LVT on it, that means it was a team effort. Uh, all access studios and all access gaming that was basically a solo effort on my part um and so the key i would say is, is finding you know team members that are there for the right reasons um i've just been lucky enough to be connected with the people that knew the right people <laughs> like there's no better way for me to put that like i i didn't know all these people before we started lvt necessarily but ever since we started lvt i would say that i found the people that i want to work with for the for as long like the foreseeable future right like i i i'm super thankful for that and uh and you're absolutely right she's absolutely right it, it was tough working full-time uh especially try to balance um you know, waking up at two o'clock in the morning because at the time, right in the in the last year of my news journey, I switched to morning shows, right? And so, I was waking up at two a.m. I would work till eleven. I would go home. Sometimes I would nap. Sometimes, most of the time, I wouldn't, right? And I would just go in, and we would start hammering away of what we wanted to do, how we wanted it to look, and um, I, I owe a lot to to my team, honestly. Like the reason that we do so well is because there's a team. It's a team effort. Um, I do my best to guide them and and give them the uh, the experience that I have, but at the same time, they bring things to the table too. And so 
each one of us individually brings something very unique to the show. Uh, and it's it's a it's just a blessing, and and what you see is a culmination of all of us together, right? It's it's not just me whatsoever, right? There's a team, and and I always try to to put the team out there, right? I always want the the, the credit to be given where it's due, and um, I got to say, right? We we thought we considered leaving everything that we were doing as all access uh, studios, right? But uh, me and Nighty had a conversation one day where. Um, we kind of decided that the best way to make a splash fast was to to attach a name to everything, and and to put it to like a put a face and a, and a and a personality on it, and 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 maybe it would catch on, right? And and I feel like we have more or less accomplished that. That's why it's called Louis V. Titan's Money Tuesday or Louis V. Titan's Watch Party, right? With the 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 idea, the goal was you know to connect people not only to the production that we were doing, but to to make them realize you know there's a person and a team that is doing this together and if you come to any broadcast that we put on chances are you're going to enjoy it and so that was always the goal right and and uh i feel like that that was a a big uh change in what we did right because i never wanted it to be like that per se i always wanted it to be like all access studios right or or something generic like that that way it wouldn't be all about me um but ninety one hundred percent kind of I think I think this is one of his best ideas and as far as the naming scheme uh, or the the company in general right the naming scheme I feel like it sticks right LVT for for whatever reason uh, it's easy to remember or it makes you think about other production companies or stuff like that right uh, I had a conversation with other a couple of other people in in the scene uh, uh, like with three four three for instance and they're like yeah LVT kind of reminds me of uh, you know some other like video companies stuff like that and so you know kudos to Nighty for for kind of giving me the confidence to kind of step out and and, and to kind of uh, be more involved and try to like put my name on things right um I'm, I'm sort of a perfectionist right and so i always knew that what we would be doing would be good um i think that you know adding that aspect to it though kind of gave it a different dynamic right and so now the you know hopefully if we if we come up with a new show right and we 100 want to we don't want money tuesday to be the last thing that we do for halo um you know attaching lbt to it hopefully that kind of convinces people like oh, we should at least give it a shot right <laughs> and so that that's kind of the that was kind of the premise of, of lvt in general where did uh so you came up with the name of money tuesdays who came up with the name of the watch party oh that's very interesting um I don't know if I can pinpoint where that came from. I, it didn't come from me. I'll say that, uh, you know, the watch party, I don't think is a three words that ever came out of my mouth. Um, we were trying to decide, right? Like we, we didn't want to back ourselves into a corner with this production. Uh, as far as the watch party goes, um, we wanted it to be a kind of open door sort of thing. Yeah. And at the time, right. We had a conversation where we uh, didn't want to be um, portrayed as HCS, right? We wanted to stand out separately, right? Because we didn't want it to look like we we're trying to be them, right? Because th this is their event, them and Face It, right? Uh, the pro series that the watch party covers right now. Um, we didn't want to step on their toes. And we wanted to treat it kind of like a news organization where we're just providing coverage, right? And so that's how it started the watch party it was just it's like it, it was something where we knew that if the pro series ever ended that we could cover 
anything else right and um are we going to take the watch party name and and take it to anything else i can't say if we are or not we i i can't read the future and i don't know what the plan is i would say uh for the future uh and so uh you know the watch party it, it was meant to just be sort of generic right um and of course you know people host watch parties all the time right, right. And, and then that was kind of it was a it was, it's not a play like it's a direct you know the watch party so like uh it was just i think it, it was just something that was meant to to kind of be overbearing and, and could be uh molded to something new i, I think say. the reason why i asked is because that name is so good like it just it rolls off the tongue you know exactly yeah. what you're gonna get with it and it's just it just fits it so perfectly it fits it like a fucking glove it's crazy and then the money tuesday as well like kudos to yeah. you on that one. It's just you can't. I can't think of a more perfect title for that type of event. Right. It's just oh, just perfect. Yeah. Money um, Tuesday. That one I can claim. Hell yeah! And <laughs> watch party. I can't. I, I can't pinpoint who came up with a watch party, but I know it wasn't me. It's okay. Um, but yeah, Money Tuesday. Um, it was a thing, right? Like Money Twos have always been a thing in Halo. I feel like. Um, and uh, it, it was just like I was sitting one day um, trying to come up with something new, right? And at the time, I was working with Blam Gaming, and um, we were doing the Blam Gaming Halo series, which was honestly pretty successful uh, from our eyes because we were a brand new org. And by the end of the the uh, series, you know, we were hitting over 150 viewers or something like that. I can't remember what we hit, but like. To, to to start something brand new and for it to end right there, like we saw it as a success. And so we wanted to one, figure out if it was worth doing more tournament series like that, or if there was something that was better. And Money Tuesday was something that I had come up with personally, um, that I kind of pitched. And uh to be specific, they they weren't really up for it, right? It sounded like it was just a setting us up for a loss and they didn't think it would be popular. Uh and so um to see it stick these days, um, it's 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 just a blessing, man. And I and I gotta say, it's bi-weekly right now. Uh, one of my highest priorities is to make it every single Tuesday. Um, please, please. We 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 gotta get there though, right? Uh, yeah. We we're 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 trying to get to a position where uh, we can bring in brands and stuff like that to 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 make it bigger and better. And we have high hopes that they they can get there. Uh, and uh you know i would say in the next few months uh be be on the lookout for money tuesday right we we have shows coming up um but there's going to be a a new look eventually and uh we're gonna be taking it much more seriously um as far as uh you know on our priority list right right now watch party and money tuesday obviously money tuesday takes priority but watch party does take a lot of our time right now um but it is personally a, a huge goal of mine to make it every single tuesday i want it every tuesday i i want it to be tuesday if you know it's tuesday you look at your phone right and it says oh it's tuesday uh april 6th money tuesday right it, i just I, yes. I want people to know right like if it's tuesday right we can go to halo and and you you know to expect that there's going to be some some good shit on tv some good <laughs> yes. shit that's right yeah man it's that's, that's that's what i'm going for bro it's so great that you mentioned that i'm not so this is a perfect quote-unquote segue for what 
that I just want to mention real quick. So the other, the last Money Tuesday event that took place, we we did our own little faux watch party in our Discord server where we all just got in a voice chat and we're like, hey, we used to do community playdates on Tuesdays, but this Money Tuesday event was taking place. I'm like, well, I want to fucking watch this. So we want to talk about it on the show, right? So let's let's move playdates to Fridays. Let's all get in this fucking voice channel and let's just watch this together and talk about it as it's going on. And mm-hmm. Will... Literally, this literally happened. He, um, fucking, we, we were talking about something that was going to be taking place just this last Tuesday and Will messaged me. He's like, well, is there a money Tuesday event taking place? (laughs) So it's it's like, exactly. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Where's money Tuesday. (laughs) So we really, oh, Louie, I really fucking hope that this happens because I would love to just be able to get in the discord server, pull your guys's broadcast up and just sit back in my chair, enjoy some phenomenal competitive halo that takes place with your guys's phenomenal production value. It's so I'm, I, I don't mean to shit on the, I don't mean to shit on HCS or anything like that. I, I understand with everything going on, it's been difficult, but the fact that the, the productions that you guys have been able to put on Europa halo has been able to put on uh, all the other community TOs. It's just, it brings a breath of fresh air especially with the with the original content that you guys are doing with Money Tuesdays and then what I imagine you guys are going to do in the future. It's just, it's such a breath of fresh air to have something consistent with competitive Halo that's coming out. And we with the Pro Series, right when it ends, you have no idea if it's going to come back or not. So thank you and thank you to your team for continually bringing content to the community. Yeah. I got to say uh, one thing about Money Tuesday. I probably got one of the compliments that I'll probably never forget. Um, it was from Renegade. Um, he had messaged me, I think, after a couple of them. So ever since the first one that I featured him on, um, I went into a stream. This was April last year. Mm-hmm. I went into a stream immediately after, and, and he was rewatching it because he just played in it, right? He had no idea what was going on. And he went and he rewatched it, and, they, and he was watching it on stream, and he was just like, man. He's like, I fuck with money Tuesday. <laughs> and like, that was the first compliment, compliment, right? And then recently, man, he had messaged me privately and he told me, uh, you know, thank you for making me enjoy Halo again. And I'm like, man, that's from the world champion self, bro. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. And, and, and then we have stories about, uh, I don't want to say, you know, the brands that, 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 I had, that I had a conversation with, um, but we had reached out to one and uh, it just so happened the per- the person that I had reached out to um, was in a, in a war zone game with two other people. Right. And they have nothing to do with halo. They, they don't watch halo. Um, I, I talked to them and I said, you know, Hey, you know, check out money Tuesday. This is what we're doing. Um, you know, it's something that maybe you might be interested in. Right. And, and he was in a war zone game and he was like, Hey, this guy named, Louis V Titan just messaged me and apparently somebody, the, one of the people he was playing with was like, what? They're like, you need to take that call. And, and he was the biggest fan of money Tuesday. And I don't even know who that person is. Um, and, and it's kind of crazy because the people, the person I reach out to has nothing to do with Halo. Right. And so it's, yeah. it's crazy because money Tuesday has, it, it's, um, it's grown in viewership and it, it's just, it seems like it's, it's building its own sort of like community, like, there's like its own like dialogue and like people are into this man people are into it and pe- every every episode that we go live with we get more and more engagement on social media and people just tweeting about it um 
I, I just, it's, it's very humbling to me. Like I, it, it, it makes me so happy to see, you know, all that thought and work that I put into, into making that a reality. It's, it's very surreal to just like see people react like that or talk about it. And I'm not even like involved in the conversation. I never thought that anything that I ever did would ever have that type of effect. Um, and it's, it's very, uh, <clears throat> it's just, it's surreal, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. Well, from all, from all the quiet ones as well, like we, we greatly appreciate, like I said, what you and the rest of the team do. It's, it's phenomenal work and it's stuff that we just, we've never seen before, you know? And so we just got it. We got to soak it in as much as we possibly can. So. Um, Absolutely, man. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's high on our priority list. We just, we want it to never end. Oh yeah. <laughs> neither do we. Um, okay. So a new addition that's been made recently, I guess you could say to LVT streams were the instant replays. I remember yeah. when I first yeah. fucking saw the, there was a clip and we mentioned it in, in the interview we did with why not. And like there, there was a clip that was posted on Twitter and I don't know who did it behind the scenes, but like they re they rewound it and it was a snipe clip on Plaza and he had, he was like basically commenting off the jump on it because he's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? Like, what is this? <laughs> so what was the process behind adding that type of feature to a broadcast? And then are there any other ideas in the pipeline for what you want to bring? Yeah. So instant replay, it's been, uh, it's been tried multiple times, I would say, in different tournaments. Uh, I tried it in a GT Halo tournament once uh, that I had the opportunity to produce. Um, I've tried it in other tournaments as well, and it, it would never work, right? Because I never had the equipment that I needed to make it work. Okay. Um, it's It requires a beefy setup, right? Like, And I'm happy to say that these days, we can do it, no problem. Um, but it wasn't always like that. It was something that I always wanted to do. Um, and, and I do it myself manually here. Uh, so like while I'm observing these matches, uh, you know, on the Xbox, switch through points of views and whatnot, like I'm also doing instant replay. Um, and and uh, it was just kind of this thing where we would try it and, and it didn't work. Right. And then eventually I would get a new setup and I would try it and it wouldn't work. And then finally, like with this new setup that we have, um, I, I, I took a stab at it. And it worked like a charm, right? And then it took me like now that I knew that it worked, like it was like okay, well now I need to get good at it first of all because if you saw the first one I did, it probably didn't work very well. <laughs> but I, had, I had to learn how to like everything that we do, man. And and this this goes for all of our broadcasts. Like we always want to improve. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that right now uh, for the next two episodes of Monday Tuesday, we don't intend to try anything new because I don't know if you know this is the last Monday Tuesday. Like we're not perfect. I'm not perfect as a, as a director, and there will never be a perfect one. Um, I don't even think that I would go as far as to say there's there's ever been such thing as like a perfect broadcast, right? You watch the Emmys, somebody clips a mic or somebody doesn't turn a microphone. Like sure. it happens, right? Um, we always, it's always an initiative of mine to like continuously improve, right? Um, and so uh, I'll say for the next two shows, right? We, we just tried something new with Money Tuesday and that was MCC Collection. And what we do is we don't take people's streams from Twitch or anything like that. Like people stream directly to me and I'm switching them in real time and it provides the best latency and it gets all their connections as close as possible. Uh, right. Because if you right. just take a bunch of Twitch streams, well, there's like one's five seconds behind one's four seconds ahead, blah, 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 blah. Like if you watch our watch party for MCC pro series, that's what we deal with. 
Um, but in Money Tuesday, it is hand, it is done differently. And so we need to perfect that before we try anything new. Uh, I will say that once we got it going on uh, at the last Money Tuesday, the the match that featured Gilkey and Lethal versus Trippy and Rain, um, it was pretty nice. Uh, and going back, like when it was happening live to me, it felt kind of hectic. But when I went back to watch it, I was like, this is actually pretty enjoyable for MCC. Um, there was one instance, right, where there was a rocket that was maybe like a half second. I think somebody lifted, right, and Goofy was commentating, and 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 I think it was like Gilkey shot a rocket down towards like Mohawk uh, inside Blue Base, and uh, I switched to the person that was going after, right, and it's it was like a half second off, and Goofy was like oh it missed and it was like oh no it was a direct hit <laughs> it was like a half second off right like we there's a little bit that we got to clean up but uh i have high hopes like mcc doesn't have an observer mode and i don't think that it ever will but uh what we're doing it, it's providing an option for us to 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 mimic as if we had an observer mimic as if we were in a live land where i could see all eight point of views at the same time and choose which one to go to individually very different from halo, from halo 5 right from halo 5 I'm in the game and I choose to who to go to according to who has what weapon or what I've seen on the map. Right. But in MCC, it's more like a live event where you see everybody's point of view and you can make that decision. It's different. Right. And so it's something that I have to, I have to get better at. Um, I'm not perfect. So like uh, we want to personally, uh, I want us to get better at that and to, to, you know, go through the whole process again and and correct some of the mistakes that we made because we learned a lot of things that we had to now look be on the lookout for and so uh our goal is to 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 perfect that but once we do uh you can always bet that we will be continuously innovating and uh continuously like pushing the limits of what we can do uh so that's one thing that you can always expect from from us and from me in general i i am never like complacent i would say like i always just want to continuously improve and make what we're doing better. Hell yeah. I saw when I saw the graphic and I mentioned this on the show too, but when I saw the graphic on Twitter for the, for that money Tuesday event where Gilkey and uh, Gilkey and lethal versus drippy and rain. uh, My, my first reaction was, wait a second. What lethal's playing halo five again. What the fuck is this? He doesn't play in the pro series. And then I look close. I'm like, Oh my God, they're going to do halo three. How, how the fuck's this going to work? And for all intents and purposes, you're right. There's always hiccups and whatnot. But the fact that you guys were able to get them to stream directly to you, that mm-hmm. is a fucking game changer. Because you're right. MCC doesn't have a broadcasting mode and it sucks. So you have to just deal with it like you mentioned in the watch party. But, like, I think we were we were on the edge of our seat in that in the last game that was played there where that rocket flub happened on narrows and you're like that could have gone to a game seven but it didn't it was just oh my god such it's excellent it was great it was great um so you mentioned i'm just gonna ask you mentioned before that you may not know or i don't i don't know if you have something in the pipeline but you had head to head you got money tuesday you got the watch party what's next hmm i I would f- say that what you can fully expect is to, for us to make Money Tuesday bigger and better. Uh, right now, it is successful. Uh, it's the reason that we've seen success uh, as far as viewership, and so we want to explore that and and to to do it right. I think that um, 
you know what we're doing right now it's it's excellent uh it can be i, I we believe 100% money tuesday can and will be bigger than it is now and that's all i'll say no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, fine. Say. that's fine that's fine i i i'm putting you on the spot so you know i'll take what i can get um <laughs> and then you mentioned before that you can't really look into the future or anything like that but again i'm just going to ask feel free to dodge it if you want. So where do you see LVT productions in the next five or 10 years? Where do you, where do you want to be? Yeah. Um, well, I want us to continue to innovate and to bring new shows, new, new in-house productions, right? So you ask what's next. I can't say what's next, but I can tell you that we have full intentions to bring more uh, other than money Tuesday, right? We have ideas, um, nothing that is uh, for sure yet. But uh, in, in five years, let's say, I feel like, you know, in five years, you know, in one year, people overestimate what they can do in 10 years, they underestimate what's, what's possible. So it's, it's very hard for me to say in 10 years, all I can say is where I want to be. Right. And, you know, I want us to have a studio, a full fledged studio. I want us to have more shows. Um, you know, and, and part of LBT is, is it's kind of like a tripod, right? It's our love for the Halo community and what we do for the community. Um, it, it's, it's the competitors that we work with. And then the third is, is our clients, right? And so right now, uh, we, we, we use these, these clients and we pull in money from other esports and we bring it and we put it into money Tuesday and, and, and what we do to, to provide uh, monetary compensation for staffing during money Tuesday, uh, which by the way, the watch party is totally voluntary. Everybody that you see involved with, with the watch party, um, is there just to put in their time, right? They, we go like do seven hour broadcast for the halo five. And then we turn around the very next day and we do a nine and a half hour broadcast for MCC. Um, it, it, it takes a lot of our time right now. Um, but I would say in five years, man, I, I, we have high hopes and, and we want to continue to progress. Right. Uh, we see halo infinite, uh, you know, halo in general, that's our competitive. That's our, that's our priority. That's our passion. That's my passion. Uh, I sat in front of, you know, people from other industries and I told them to their face, right? Like if something comes along, I'm not going to not take that opportunity. Right. And it, that's, that's tough to say. Right. And I almost feel like it, it could have been taken disrespectfully, but at the same time, I think they have to appreciate, appreciate the honesty. Right. Absolutely. And so uh, I want it to be bigger and better. LVT officially started in the last quarter of last year. Right. And so we're still a brand new company. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I, I just feel like we're, we're, so, we're at a, such a young age. It's hard to say where we're going to end up, uh, but I have high hopes. And, you know, my, my biggest priority is to make Halo Esports bigger and better in, in whatever way that we can fit in. Uh, that is our goal. So I'm going to say that I'll reach out to my non-existent contacts at uh, 343 and Esports Engine and be like, hey, guys, uh, my non-existent contacts, if you guys want to reach out to LVT and, you know, just bring them on full time and to coexist to bringing Halo Infinite broadcasts because they're pretty great and they're better than the shit that we've seen otherwise. So thanks again to my non-existent contacts. That's that's that. Yeah, <laughs> I would just say that we're we're very suitable in a remote production world. Um, we're I'm good at rolling with the punches and making do with what's given. Right. I feel like you know, HCS they have a studio, but they're not set up for remote production. Right. They're they're a studio for live in person things, 
And so uh, I, I feel like comparing us to them, it, it, it's tough. Um, and on top of that, right, we're, we're a, like what you see is a culmination of like kind of a grassroots sort of thing, which is will never be the same as something that I feel like is corporate. Um, we just have the freedom to make something like Money Tuesday and just like dive into the grittiness of what it is to be playing in a money match and stuff like that. And, and you know, allowing like raw communication to go out on air and like it'd be okay and like dive into it and be like yeah bro he fucking pissed on that guy like <laughs> that you can't really do that you know if if, you, if you're corporate and so i think yeah. that's what makes us different um i wouldn't say that we're uh on the same playing field as them even i just think that we have an opportunity that is different from theirs and so there's a place for it that's the thing that I love the most though, is that you, you get that raw emotion behind some of the plays, yeah. like with the listens and with the listenings and whatnot. And we've, we've heard sometimes on official broadcasts and in traditional sports as well. And it's just getting that raw emotion behind the play that had just happened, whether it be an esport or a traditional sport, it's just, it brings a more human element to the broadcast and be like, hell yeah, I'm with you, man. That's fucking awesome. And yeah. it's just, it amps you up further. Um, okay. Let's talk about some halo for a little bit, shall we? Let's do it. What was that event that you competed in? Oh, dear Lord. It was um, 2010 MLG Orlando. MLG Orlando. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Halo 3. So, I mean, clearly <laughs> you said that things didn't go exactly the way it was planned. So what the fuck oh, happened? Man. If uh, if they were keeping a, a list of stats. <laughs> oh, no. I'd, I'd, I'd probably have to be dead last. I don't think that I got it. <laughs> oh, what? Um, we got DFR'd. We, we went on a whim, like we didn't practice or anything. Like sure. I, it was a group, me and my friends, uh, I had some money at the time. Uh, I think I, I had just graduated, graduated high school and two of, two of our teammates were still in high school. And I kind of called them like in the middle of the night and like, yo, let's go to Orlando. And we basically didn't tell anybody and we left and we got in the car and we drove 24 hours to Orlando, uh, straight there. Uh, I, I, I got us a hotel <laughs> or we stayed at the all-star sports resort at Disney, which was amazing um and uh yeah we went we showed up and and we were there just to enjoy the competition and the event in general but we did sign up to compete right and uh i remember we got smashed on narrows probably 50 to like seven (laughs) and then uh i can't even remember the second game i think after that we were just done (laughs) do you remember who you played uh, against what was that do you remember who you played against I do not. No, I don't remember. I don't even know the name that we competed under, to be honest. But I just know we got we got DFR'd and we got to enjoy the show and eat a lot of hot pockets and drink cherry Dr Pepper, and it was amazing. Did they have Did they have the Dr Pepper girls there? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, it was the whole shebang, and it was cool because I competed in. The, this is an interesting story. Uh, my friends were there. Like I competed in the FFA thing. They did too, right? And yeah. I made it to like a like the next round i guess and in my heat was uh somebody that got flown out there to to compete for the ffa thing right and and we we had no knowledge of that whatsoever and the dude sat right next to me and we were competing man and so like there were camera guys and like all this stuff getting all up in there and my friends like dude they're like they're really liking bread and they're like it's got to be because he's got a good smile like i get off and they're like bro they were all over you and then come to find out they they immediately started interviewing the guy because he won and it, it, it was, he was just like, it was like, nah, dude, they weren't looking at me. They were looking at him the whole time. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, but that was a, it was an interesting time, man. We stayed at the all-star sports resort. Um, we were there in the middle of the night. I remember uh, it was probably midnight on the dot 
and it sounded like there was a stampede like because we were on like a second or third floor and we just like everything was like rumbling i was like what the heck is going on and so like we, we opened the door and there's kids i I say they're kids now but at the time they were our age um there were like hundreds of kids running running down the stairs and there was a pool in the middle of the hotel hundreds of people jumping in the pool it was a senior prank and they were there like on a senior trip i guess and so we were like let's go to the pool (laughs) we just went to the pool like i was I, i was a freshman in college and two of us were in high school and so like me and my friend we just sat sat on the bench and like it was it was crazy like just to be woken up randomly like to something like that and then like we go out there and like i remember like all the 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 teachers and the ras they were just so pissed standing by the pool like shaking their heads and we were laughing our asses off at at how they just couldn't do anything about it there was like 150 kids in the pool like (laughs) it was crazy and that was at the that was at that disney resort Mm -hmm. yeah the all-star sports resort in in orlando that's so funny and and you weren't obviously affiliated with that school at all you were just there Mm -hmm. and you were just joining in the festivities that were taking place yes that resort is really cool i like i can't say why they were there they were probably just taking a trip to disney world as a as a group sure but there were like softball teams and baseball teams all staying at the same resort uh there's different fields and and like there's the esports arena of course and then there's like and this was like 10, 12 years ago. Gosh, I don't know how old I am now, but uh, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was a, it was a really cool experience to, to, to see something like that. And like, to see, like they have like on the walls, like people that have been there before. And there was like, you know, football team, NFL teams and stuff. I don't know. It was really cool. It, it was a very cool experience. And, and being at an MLG event was, was something amazing. And so I can say with confidence, I'm, very excited to see what esports engine is going to do with halo infinite oh yeah uh, i'm very excited uh we know that you know we're just uh you know a grassroots sort of thing but we we um you know people see us like that right but uh we hope to change that in the future and we kind of see ourselves like a like a young entrepreneurial sort of thing kind of like mlg was back in the day right and look where they are now 10 12 15 years later like we can only hope to be doing something as uh, monumental as they are like I mentioned before, and I, I, it's just not to keep tooting the horn, but like, it's, we don't just look at you like we as in ourselves, don't just look at you like that type of grassroots situation because of the type of production quality that you're already putting out there. And that original content that you're already putting out there, it's, that's to me, what separates you from the rest of the pack. And so I, you you make the perfect point. That's exactly what MLG was back in the day. They were doing Halo lands and basements and shit. It's like, mm-hmm. and it with far less, right? And yeah. you're right. Look where they are now. And you have uh, you have Vindex, you have Esports Engine, you have so many other things. And MLG is still MLG for what it is. It's just the future. I'm just one guy, but like in my mind, the future looks incredibly bright for you guys. And I'm super excited for wherever that venture takes you, whether it be Halo or something else. I mean, you guys are already working on other things too. So it's like, I just can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. Yeah, we're, we're excited too. Um, we're doing our best to take it all in stride and make the best decisions possible and, and to be truthful to our passion, which is Halo. So uh, that's, that's our goal. Uh, I, I'm not here lying to you guys about that. Like I, 100 percent like we are committed to the halo community and so you know whether anything uh more than is happening now ever comes about uh one thing that we can say for certain is that you know when halo infinite comes out 
you can fully expect there to be a money Tuesday and it's going to feature Halo Infinite Rand. Even if we have to take it, take it back a notch. Right. And, and let's say that we don't have, let's, let's just pretend, right. We don't have the rights to, to like do it and like sell it, like sponsor it or anything like that. Like we won't, we will leave it a free show. Like it is now and it will just be raw and it will be fun and it'll be good and entertaining. Hell yeah. From nighty night. Why do you refuse to use sprint or thrust in Halo 5? Oh, God, of course, man. <laughs> 90, 90 is it? He's interesting, man. He's just mad because I beat him in 1v1 every time we play. Oh, shit. No, 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 no. He beats, he wipes the floor with me, and I don't move because I don't have an elite controller, and I don't think I'm good enough to take my thumb off the looker and press a button at the same time. So that's my answer. <laughs> so you, wait, you, do you literally not sprint? In Halo Five, I sprint. He's okay. He's, he's just being he's just being an asshole. Got it. Okay. Oh, he, we played we played an octo, octagon one v one the other day, and and they were laughing at me because I wasn't moving left or right apparently, or I wasn't thrusting out of his reticle, and so you know I I lost like a hundred at sixty. So yeah. Hey, sixty is <laughs> nothing to slouch at. You're fine. Um, so from a production standpoint, what does Halo Infinite need to be successful in your mind? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, an observer mode would be amazing. Uh, one that, you know, you can like load your own stuff into kind of similar to Codcaster, right? Or even uh, Rocket League with the Bacchus mod. Like you can change the graphics in the game and the game will, the engine will, you know, provide that for you. I think that's something that's, that's really cool. I don't know if it's possible. I think something like that would be great. Another game that I take insight from that i think halo infinite could use is fortnite because fortnite provides you a theater mode that you can choose the lens you can choose the depth of field you can change the aperture like you can be a filmmaker in fortnite and make legit films um to be able to do something like that in halo would set montages on fire <laughs> bring it back to the halo three days please right yeah oh. and then uh, other than that i think that's uh you know, one thing that I've changed that that I've changed about our broadcast uh, here in the last two weeks that I think that is a to me it's very valuable and it's such a simple thing that anybody could do. And I'll spill the beans right here. What I've done is I've changed the effects volume to two, so gunshots and all that. It's at volume two, and then the the announcer volume's at ten, right? And so you hear perfect double kill like it comes through the stream now and you hear yeah. it in the middle of the casting and all that and i think it's hype as hell man i, I love it and i, I want to see more hype voiceover stuff like that in halo infinite and i want to hear it more often in my opinion like i would love an arcade mode that where you can go in and it's just like maybe not constant like medals and stuff but you know to be able to hear something like that all the time i think makes halo very fun and it, that, that's part of what makes watching you know pros fun right because they're hitting stuff that I can never hit. I probably had one kill tech in my life and they're hitting them on every stream. Right. And so it's like, you know, having a game mode that I think where you can access those things easier. I think, I think that would be, I think that would work really well. Right. Whether it be a, a battle Royale mode or whatever. Like I feel like, you know, stuff like that, that makes it fun and kind of arcade. Like I think is it's, it, it would help the game a lot. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What's been the most rewarding. I, I put halo, but you can, we can put any event that, the LVT Productions crew has put on so far? Uh, I would say the third Money Tuesday that we put on, I think we maxed out at 975 viewers or something like that. Fuck that's a yeah. shit ton of people, right? I never thought that I would hit a number like that. Um, that's probably one of the most satisfying things that I've ever 
been a part of uh the first Money Tuesday that we did this year, right? The first official one, I should say. It was January 19th, I think. Um, we had some hiccups, man. But despite the fact that we had some technical issues, people loved it, man. And they were on board and they were ready to come back. And so, you know, I made a promise to the people. Like at the end of that show, I was like, hey, we had some technical issues. Uh, but I promise you, we will come back better. And, and, and I think that we delivered on that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really, really proud of those, those, those two shows right there, but I'm proud of every show that we do. We raised, uh, 4,400 and something dollars for gamers outreach just like two or three weeks ago. Yes, you did. Got an email from them and they're like, your go-kart is ready to go. What do you want to put on it? And I'm like, well, let's go. And I get to choose where it goes. Let's go. That's amazing, man. So we chose to put, uh, from the halo community by LVT productions. And, uh, there was a, there's a hospital. Uh, about an hour away from here that they've been on the waiting list trying to get one for, I don't even, I can't even tell you how long I just see that they're on the waiting list and and I chose them. It's up to them to decide if they want to accept it. Um, But that I'm super proud of that. Right. You know, shout out to uh, active for holding down like on that stream. Right. And and he had some, some of his his own community come and kind of push us over the tipping point. Right. And so huge shout out to active and the work that he put in on that, on that weekend, because he was there, I think every hour of, of both of those broadcasts uh, hosting uh, on behalf of us. And so, you know, huge shout out to him. And then uh, I will say, right. Like the, the, the tournament that I had Ninja uh, playing in our event, it was a, it was eSport Doug and E United studio Valorant invitational. It was like one of the first Valorant events ever. Wow. Uh, it was in the middle, it was in summer last year. So uh, about a year ago, uh, that was the first kind of big deal that I did. And um, I, I, I took the time to be sure about everything. And I've never gone into a broadcast so confident that I went into that one. And it was my first one. And we did a damn good job. Um, and, and it was ever since that, that day that people were kind of convinced that I could hold a production that was like uh, big, right? And so since then, we've done some some pretty big ones, right? The The final mouse one, I would say, was also huge. $250,000 on the line. And, and we were in charge of that production and the keynote for the release of their, their equipment, that was, um, it was something new for me. Right. And, and, and for us to, to be trusted with that and then deliver, I think it is amazing. Right. And, and, uh, we got to work with some, some crazy good talent with that too. And, um, yeah, we've had some, some excellent ones, but I, yeah, money Tuesday will take the cake, man. I'm so proud of it. Uh, I've been like money Tuesday has been on my mind for like two years. And what you're seeing now is just like the culmination of that and like finding a team that is able to make that a reality. Awesome. All right, Louis. Um, we've 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 reached the end, which means I have some rapid fire questions for you. Let's okay. see if you answer them rapidly, or like every other interview we've done, where you don't. So, without further ado, here we go. Favorite food? Pizza. Pineapple on pizza. Mm, sausage and pepperoni, okay. but I don't mind pineapple. Okay. I like that answer. Favorite movie? Mm-hmm. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, this is always a tough question for me. I can never think of a movie off the top of my head when people ask me this. I don't know why. It's like a brain fart. Um, I just, Inception. <laughs> hey, fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Oh, Josh. Phenomenal movie. 
It's a great movie, man. I love wow. Leo. I love the whole premise of the movie. Oh like my God. dreams into dreams and <sighs> them taking it to the level that they did and slowing down time like the further they went. I love it, dude. The fight scene with Joseph Gordon let it let yes! it in the rotating hallway, bro. Yes! Oh money. Uh, oh my god. Nightmare on Elm Street. Love that fucking movie. They had the same concept of a turning room, right? They had major issues with that room. People almost died in that set or something, oh, shit. something like that. Oh. I don't know, man. You gotta watch the documentary on that movie. It's a great one, and that was Johnny Depp's first movie. Another great movie. Oh my god. What a great fucking answer. Uh favorite musical musical artist or group. Oh boy. When I was a kid, Backstreet Boys. Oh, uh, that's a good answer. <laughs> All right. Uh now yeah. these days. Probably Drake. I was hoping you were going to say, and now these days, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Backstreet's back. All right. Um, favorite sport and team? Dallas Cowboys football. Oh, fuck, fuck you, Louie. Get out of here. All right. Actually, no, I am, <laughs> I am very, I am very happy you guys signed Dak to a long-term deal, though. I thought he deserved it. I love Dak Prescott. Look, I really, I really hope that he takes that team over the top. Um, and we're, we're just bitter as Minnesota Vikings. Fans, oh yeah. You know? <laughs> we don't get anywhere. So it's like, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, best place to get food in Texas. Yeah. A barbecue joint. Oh, there's so many good ones. Just ask anybody in the community where you are and they'll point you to the right one. All right. There's all always right. a good one in any city. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, favorite halo game of all time. Halo three, but boy, halo five is growing on me. Honestly. Um, it is, it is, I feel like they're still discovering things about it. I like the movement and all that stuff. I, I want to see it come back in Halo Infinite. Uh, but I do like that they seem to be kind of slowing it down just a little bit for mm-hmm. the boomers like me. <laughs> you know what? I think there is no other better answer than what you just gave. So any other answer is wrong. Uh, just putting that out there, <laughs> no. all the Halo 2 lovers. But uh, worst Halo game of all time, and I'm afraid I know what the answer is going to be. Uh, Halo One. Oh shit! Oh, we got a Halo yes! One answer. Yes! Fuck you, Silos. Yes! Oh my god. We have a listener, Silos, who is diehard <laughs> Halo One, so he's gonna get a kick out of that. I, it's, so for me, it's hard to play games that are old, just because Same. I like new aesthetic. Yep. I like things being smooth. Yes. And I like when things work. Yes. Oh, sometimes yeah. Halo Five doesn't work, but it still looks great. <laughs> true. True. Um. Oh my God. Favorite video game of all time. Oh boy. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Zelda Ocarina of Time. I still need to beat it. Breath of the Wild is great too. Um, I love those games. I love, I love the Pokemon yellow, red, blue, still play them from time to time on my phone. Don't tell anybody. Um, (laughs) yeah, you're fine. And, uh, yeah, Halo. Halo is the only game that I've, I've ever like actually cared about. Sure. Um, couldn't could care less for like call of duty or any of those other games <laughs> like halo halo will, will always have my heart it, there's no there's no question about it i didn't include this here but i just want to ask anyway this can be included in a rapid fire is there an esport title that lvt is not currently working within that we would like to work in like any that you're really looking forward to oh boy um no but i will say that we just got into world of warcraft and it has oh. been very eye-opening for me. Uh, I enjoyed our production that we did with the Diablos Death Bowl. Uh, we worked with Aya. She's a she's a talent that we brought for the Hydra 2v2 co-ed event that we brought in. That was the first time working with her. And it just so happened that she was working on this Diablos event also. And uh, 
I'm excited to keep going with them because I feel like World of Warcraft is very interesting, right? It's an old game, mm-hmm. but people still love it. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to think of it, but uh, it's, it's, it's caught my attention. I'll say that. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Um, least favorite video game of all time. Oh boy. Uh, there was this Sesame Street Elmo game that I used to. <laughs> my little brother used to play, and boy, did he want to hog the console just to play that damn game. I, I don't remember. I think I, it was like a maze, and you just choose left or right, and like you had to get. Out. I don't know, dude. It was. <laughs> No, thank you. That's <laughs> all awesome. Right, all right. Um, favorite Halo player of all time? Renegade. Really? Okay, new guy. All right. Uh, he, he won me over. I, that's that's great. Favorite Halo team of all time? Believe the hype. What era? Uh, when 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 the hype was real, oh, like when okay. they were like <laughs> when you believed in the hype or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite Halo event of all time? Um. I got to say that MLG Orlando event that I went to just because I was there. Um, I haven't been to as many as, as I want to. I'm looking forward to the future because as soon as the pandemic's over, like you can bet that LVT will be at those events. Yes. Can't wait to see you there. And then the last one I have, do you think anyone can take down bound and renegade? Yeah. Uh, it's just people that can't play Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Shotzi and uh, Neptune. Okay. okay. I, I I was um, when I was working with Bland Gaming, we had the pleasure of signing Neptune for like a day, and then somebody talked some sense into him, and he backed out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, like it, it was it was a it was a no like there was nothing special about the contract. It was just like hey, show up to this event, we're gonna pay for you to get there, yeah. sort of thing, and, and there was nothing holding him to it, right? And so he had every right to just leave, which we. We were so excited the day that we had signed him and 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 uh we expected to to win that event and we ended up having to change our team because i think he ended up getting on a team and that's what changed everything or something like that uh, but uh yeah uh what was the question again i'm sorry i got to carry off right there. no you're fine so you said you mentioned players that can are not playing right now but yeah, i'm gonna right. rephrase is yeah, there anybody that's playing right now that can Wow. No, okay. We we thought Frosty Trippy had a chance, right? The first time yeah. we played, oh, it yeah. was pretty competitive. In that game one, there was like a back smack that didn't register, and the game would have ended right there. And I feel like they had the momentum, right? And that changed the course of things. And it was only game one, of course, but it went to game six, didn't make it to the game seven, and that back smack, which was it was twenty four. There they had twenty four kills, right? And and the back smack didn't register. Um. That would have been the twenty fifth kill, and the first game would have gone in favor of Bound Renick um, of of uh, Trippy and Frosty, and they would have been forced to a game seven, just given the rest of the series and how it played out. And so we thought that they were they had a chance, right? And we were just really kind of dumbfounded whenever Bound Renegade showed up last week or two weeks ago and uh, beat them four zero. And so that was very convincing to me, honestly. Uh, you know, Renegade had a migraine the first time that Trippy and and <laughs> Frosty played against them. And so, you know, Bound, Bound had a carry, and that's not really Bound's role in, in, that, in that, right? Bound is like the entry fragger. We've done plenty of interviews where Renegade kind of says that he lets Bound make a play, and then he kind of deals with the aftermath. And, and like, Bound, like, he trusts Bound to, to make an advantageous play for the team, and, yep. and it works, right? And so uh, I, I don't think that anybody right now can beat them on a consistent basis. Maybe on a one-off day, the, there might be a, a duo that could get, get in there and make it happen. We thought it was going to be Frosty Trippy, but it turned out, nope. 
no chance. <laughs> well, here, here's here's looking forward to the next uh, title fight in Money Tuesday because I cannot wait to see if anybody can take them down. Um, right. Brandon, Louie, it's been an absolute honor to have you on, to have you here to talk to you about everything that's going on. I can't thank you enough for taking the time tonight to do this with us. Um, if you could please let everybody know what you're up to, where people can find you. Yeah, uh, my name is Brandon Perez. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Louis Vitaitan, L-O-U-I-S-V-T-I-T-A-N. You can find the the production team at LVT Productions. Uh, You look at the bio, please look at the bio because it has the team in there and their handles. Follow those people because they're going to make waves in the scene whether they're working with me or not. They're people that you should definitely take tabs on and watch them in the future because they have a skill they're good at it and they will do it wherever they are. Right. They will succeed wherever they are. Uh, and then yeah, Twitch, right. Twitch, uh, Louis V Titan, uh, please follow us there. We've, we've been on the rise there on Twitch. I don't know if you guys saw the post that we made the other, uh, yesterday, but we were for the last month, we were in the top 0.12% of Twitch, which is mind blowing. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout there, but, uh, we got a YouTube channel that we're, we're starting to curate and, and we finally hit enough, uh, hours or, or whatever the requirement is to get our own channel id so it's it's lvt productions uh, on youtube uh, please follow us there and uh we'll miss out on anything hell yeah and uh speaking of that milestone that you guys hit with the the twitch numbers we are going to talk about it on the show this week so we i have that nice. saved and ready to go um louis thank you so much again for taking the time for this it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure to talk to you uh we can't wait to see what you do in the future. Your team is incredible. It's stacked for lack of a better word. Um, your money Tuesdays events are top notch. We look forward to anything and everything that you guys do. The watch party streams keeps everybody informed as well. Um, so Louie from the bottom of our hearts, from the bottom of the community's hearts, thank you. And thank you for your team for everything. And that that's all I got. So yeah. Thank you to, to pro talk for you guys featuring me this is my first the first uh interview so far the first and only so uh <laughs> congratulations to you guys you got you got the exclusive you got the dip man that's uh that's sought after honestly so uh, congratulations and I'm, I'm a big fan of what you guys do so thank you for having me everybody out there stay golden <laughs> <laughs> stay golden thank you so much louis